evening and a very warm welcome along here to the Final Whistle Football Show. My name is Phil Green and joining me in the studio is Andy Muirhead, uh, editor of Scottish Scene and our regular Mr Lewis Barnes. How are we tonight, gentlemen? Not bad, Phil, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. You could sound a wee bit more <laughs> enthusiastic about that, uh, Andy. <laughs> no, <laughs> Lewis, how are you? Ah, great, thanks, Phil. Yeah, thank that's you. what I'm looking for, Andy. <laughs> Next you time, pay, that's because you pay his wage when he's a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> he is a very good dentist. If anyone's looking for a very good dentist, then Mr. Lewis Barnes is your man. Excellent. So we are here at the Final Whistle Football Show. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do at oh seven five three eight nine eight four nine eight four, or you can. Tweet us at TFW Football Show. Is that how you would get in touch with us, Lewis? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> or you can just turn up and actually talk in the show. Uh, it's uh, it's that's good. What I do. Andy. What? How would you get in touch with the the show if you were a punter out there listening? I would tweet myself. You would tweet. <laughs> you would tweet uh, yourself. I, I would tweet um, at TFW Football Show. I would also text in at oh seven five three eight nine eight four nine eight four. He's just repeating what I just place? said. Yeah. <laughs> he so, is. That's that's actually. I, I wasn't even listening to you. I was actually reading Twitter here. Uh, unbelievable. Exactly. And followed on from Effie Ambrose staying at Celtic. So. Um, okay. So the first thing that we're going to talk about tonight um, is the fact that the FIFA presidency is up for re-election. Uh, we've got. Well, the Scottish FA have backed Dutch FA. Chief Michael Van Prague an election um, against Sepp Platter. What do you have to say about that, Lewis? I mean, you say it's up for re-election. I'm not really sure it is. I think it's a formality, really, um, unfortunately. It is encouraging to see some challenge. I know usually maybe one at the very most. There is a raft of candidates now, but in reality, I think, unfortunately, it's a job that Blatter has for as long as he wants it. Mm. It's just um, it's just so corrupt. FIFA. I mean, it's the best sport in the world with the worst governing body, and um, he's got the fact with the voting process is that the smallest countries and confederations, rightly or wrongly, mm -hmm. um, count as much as large ones, and he's got so many of these smaller votes in his pocket that um, because he's basically he takes care of those that he needs to, um, that he will get re-elected and. Um, Despite all the um, PR spin and press that, like, say, David Ginola's had, um, unfortunately... From Paddy Power. Exactly. I think it is. That was, just a, total, that was a total farce with David Ginola. Yeah. Now you've got Lewis Vigo coming out as well. Yeah. All these guys are coming out. It's going to dilute the, the voting process. Yep. So... They'd be better but, just getting behind yeah, one exactly, decent candidate. Exactly. Who's not set bladder, obviously. Yes. And, uh, yeah. yeah and At the end of the day, it's then... It's whoever guy, whatever guy gets the most brown paper bags or gives out the most paper exactly. bags. Mm -hmm. And that's and it's 40, isn't it? <laughs> um, Lewis, Andy mentioned uh, Lewis Vigo. Lewis <laughs> mentioned. Anyway, uh, you mentioned Lewis Vigo and David Ginola who are up for um, election. Is that just. Do you, do you personally see the, the likes of Lewis Vigo or David Ginola being a credible candidate to lead FIFA? Especially after all the controversy that FIFA have been through before. Andy. I or that's Lewis, actually. <laughs> I did actually look at yeah, you, Andy, and I I said Andy a couple of times, but I'll go I with think, Lewis. Um, 
I think they will be, particularly Fiegel, will be credible candidates because of what he's achieved in the game. Mm-hmm. But I think the credibility can only stretch so far. And, like we've already touched on, the fact that Barr kind of takes care of his own rumour, although maybe more than rumour is, um, the whole brown bag scenario and the bribes might get him through. But um, I think... I don't think you can go from just a player, ex-player, straight into leading FIFA. I think there has to be some sort of throw the way Michel mm-hmm. Platini's done it, some involvement in the governing bodies before you can be classed as a really serious candidate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they might come up a bit short. So, Andy, do you see Michel Platini um, perhaps in the next couple of weeks putting himself up for election? No, or I, is he happy at head of I UEFA? at this moment in time he's happy at UEFA because if he runs for FIFA presidency, I think he would have to give up the his job at UEFA, mm. he can't run at the same time um, and I think he's got a cushy wee number himself, just yeah. like Blatter does yeah. um, I think, not knowing much about the, the Dutch FA chief, mind you anyone's better than Blatter at the minute, he can, <laughs> they can't do any worse um, it's just obviously when doing the, the rough outlines for the show um, tonight, Campbell Ogilvy stated that said Blatter had promised those who are going to vote for him that this would like last election mm-hmm. that would be his last, but then obviously during his term there, he decided, oh what the hell, I'll go on for another couple of years, and that's why the, the Scottish FA are now vote, voting or backing the Dutch FA chief because Blatter's reneged on his promise, but it it goes back to the Scottish FA being a wee bit incompetent as well because everyone knows what Blatter's like, you can't really trust him as far as you can throw him and in all honesty it's just these FAs as Lewis was saying as what you were saying earlier on um, all the wee sort of tiddly federations all the wee tiddly countries like over in, down in Africa Asia Middle East Fiji, like all Fiji and all that Blatter does go over to them more than he does actually come to the bigger countries because he knows that's where his support is that's where his sort of Following. Following us. Um, so he doesn't need to go to Scotland, he doesn't need to go to Holland, England, whatever, because he's got all these countries on his side. And when he puts in somebody for part of the executive committee from these countries, then that's him put on a pedestal even more. So it, ne- it needs to be ousted from the job, but I can't see it being done through election. Either he's going to kick the bucket or he just decides, right, one day, right, I'm going to quit. And that's it. But you you see the amount of corruption, you see the amount of investigations in them. The FBI is still investigating them, but have not not done anything about it. Lewis, um, before we came on air, you said that the FA had backed someone that was um, not on the list that we had mentioned before. Is that yeah? Is that I right? think did they not give their backing to is it the Jordanian? Yeah, is it Prin- Yeah, it was Prince. Ben Hamid or yeah, Prince Hamid. I think yeah. he's still in the round for it yeah. as well. Um, but I think but do you think that either of these guys, no matter who the SFA or the the FA followed, do you think that these guys have enough clout to actually knock Platter off the perch of FIFA presidency? No, no. But they need those. They need the initial backing. They need to get five mm-hmm. uh, five votes before they can actually stand. So that's where all this who the FA are backing, who the SFA are backing has come out. But um, it's, it's obviously these guys. I've not dealt with all these countries that Blatter have dealt with over the course of God yep. knows how many years he's been in, yep. in the job now. Mm-hmm. So Blatter's already in the lead in that respect. 
these guys need to then go out and woo these smaller countries without trying to bribe them, obviously. Um, or like Satan making promises saying if you vote for me I will give you such and such a job or such and such a, a youth programme or something like that. Um, we doesn't matter whether it's football politics or poli like normal politics. The fact is politicians for the most part are corrupt, no matter what party it is, no matter right. what job it is. So it's So after Qatar, the World Cup in Qatar. And Russia. And Russia. Yeah. Well, we're Russia than Qatar, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I was talking beyond right, the, yeah. the Qatar World Cup. With Blatter in charge, where will the next World Cup be held? <laughs> Loose. Who, who knows? Somewhere. <laughs> Guam. Yeah, somewhere totally unsuitable. Vietnam. Aye. Totally unsuitable for football with very little football interest, probably. Scotland! Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> yeah, it's as good a shout as any. Hand in part. Excellent. Right, so once we've uh, spoken about Blatter, FIFA and so on and so forth, we will move on to matters closer to home. Yep. Today, St Mirren have announced that Gary Teal and David Longwell will continue in the role until summer. Good move, Andy? Um, yes, just, just, give, just because it gives St Mirren a sort of consistent consistency, because if another manager comes in, it's going to upset, obviously, another wee cliche here, but it'll upset the, the apple cart, really. Players getting used to a new manager, a new man, new way go, like tactics, formations, mentality, that sort of thing. So it's best just to get it over and done with, just now. Keep Gary Teal there. Obviously, the results haven't been great, but it's better than what they were under, um, what's his face? Tommy Craig. Yeah, Tommy Craig. Can't even remember. <laughs> he was that forgettable. Uh, exactly. Um... <laughs> But obviously he's there to the summer now. That's his sort of job application for the next season. But I just can't see him continuing next season, no. depending on what happens with the ownership of St Mirren as well. But that's mm -hmm. a that's in flux at the minute. Have you seen much of uh, St Mirren Football Club this season under Gary Teal? Uh, yeah, I've seen the highlights the last few games. Um, I think one thing he has done is, and it might be purely coincidence, but Kenny McLean's been playing a lot better. Mm -hmm. since uh, Gary Teal took over um, and he's absolutely vital he's kind of the creative spark in that Samaritan team um, and as a result of that yeah, their performances and results have picked up slightly I think it's I think it's a fair enough move given until the summer um, I think realistically they're going to be scrapping around in the relegation battle really no matter who they bring in with the budget that they're on and then it lets them and if they do improve dramatically progress and they've got a ready-made manager for next season and also the time of year we're at now especially like I've already touched on the budget St Mirren have there's not really any standout candidates available now mm -hmm. so if they're not wanting to stick with Teal there will be more availability for alternatives in the summer than there is just now yep uh, Andy what do you think of St Mirren so far this season especially under Gary Teal um, is there, has there been much that's impressed you um, he's He's got two away wins up at Ross County in Dundee. He's, he's, um, I think the home form, first of all, still needs to be sorted out. Mm -hmm. um, the away wins are getting... The away um, results are actually getting better. I think, first and foremost, him getting rid of a lot of Tommy Craig's off-cuts or flops or whatever, that's, first of all, foremost, the best um, piece of business that he's done. Um, I just think that something does need to give us, because... It just seems as if either it's a, a runny bad luck or 
um, jamminess by some opponents. I know they came out and said a lot of refereeing decisions have been mm-hmm. going the going the wrong way against them. Um, obviously, folk could peddle the paranoia route and everything like that. But when you see some of the decisions over the past couple of weeks or even months, they've actually been absolutely abysmal. And mm-hmm. you can understand where St. Martin are coming from. But obviously, Teals came out and apologised to Stephen McLean for last week's outburst over him. But when a referee makes a, a calamitous decision, it's not the referee that's uh, held accountable for it. It's the players, because they lose, and it's the manager also. So it's Indeed. Um, <coughs> Lewis, uh it was announced today around about 2 o'clock that Gary Taylor and David Longwell would continue around about 2.30. It was announced that they had signed James Dayton, former Kilmarnock player and Oldham Athletic current player, right. on loan until the end of the season. Yeah. Is that a good sign? Yeah, excellent sign. Um, he, always, he was always a standout for me in that Kilmarnock team. Um, mm. like to get the ball down, which I think is the way Gary Taylor wants to play. He's quite direct, um, put a good delivery into the box. And um, he had a cracking beard as well. He's he's still, as well he still does, yeah. Which is always welcome. So uh, I'll show you pictures of it right <laughs> now if you want. There no, it so, is. Oh, excellent. No, so in all seriousness, yeah, I think it's a very good signing. Um, uh-huh. He's a type player. He'll get the fans excited and um, hopefully create some chances because um, that is one thing. Although Kenny McLean helps with that, it's one thing that Samarin haven't been particularly good at this season. Yeah. I think they've, they've actually missed Paul McGowan and Graham yeah. Carey. For, obviously, McGowan was more regular for St Mum. I think they've missed those two players. Obviously the, the two Newcastle United players from was it last Connor season? Connor Newton and yeah. uh, Paul Dummett. Yeah. Um they brought their own sort of influence on the team but I think the biggest one was Stephen Thompson. His injury has hit St Mum big time but mm-hmm. you can't really rely on one player. Well this is a Stephen Thompson being thirty six years old and in the games that I've seen, Johan Aquin has provided a kind of Substitute for Stephen Thompson, Jim Goodwin. (laughs) 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 But you know what I mean, though. Arquin's getting sent off, and Jim Goodwin isn't. Yeah, it's one of these things I I tweeted about it the other week. There, saying, are they doing that sort of Freaky Friday thing where they've touched some statue and they've swapped bodies? You know what I mean, though. Stephen um, Arquin can hold up a ball, bring other players into it, and stuff like that. I'll let you have your jokes. By all means, you can joke about it all you like. But Arquin is a kind of player with pace. He's, he's a Stephen Thompson with pace, in my opinion. Yeah. Would you agree, Lewis? To an extent, I don't think he's as good as Stephen Thompson, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but yeah, I see what you're getting at. He's a big physical lad. He's, he's got a bit more pace than Stephen Thompson. I think the idea is for him to try and hold, rather than be an absolute goal threat, to try and hold the ball up and bring players like, the more the more skillful players, if you like, like McLean, Dayton, that they've signed now, into the game and get goals through that route. Indeed. Indeed. Sorry, I have just been texted through your predictions from last week, Lewis. Right. So I've got on I've got it on file here so we can analyse later can on. Stop after this and Johnson Aberdeen one. Indeed we can. Indeed yeah. we can. Um okay, so um right, look Andy, I've got to ask you, right, so they've brought in James Dayton. Yeah. Is it is it all about um is it important for St Mirren to bring in experience? players that have got experience within the SPFL? Yeah, at this moment in time, they don't need to bring through youth players or that. At this, they, they are desperately short of points. Mm-hmm. They need to climb the, the, the table as quickly as they can because they're in that 
relegation zone. Um, without winning games, drawing games, whatever, they will be in trouble. But even if they do pick up wins, I still think St Martin will be one of the two teams that would be in that relegation spot along with Ross County. Um, but to get in James Dayton's a great signing for him, I think. On, He's on loan until on the end of the season, season. yeah. Um, Thompson's back as well, I think, now. He's he started training. Yeah, so he might be in contention for the Partick Thistle game a couple of weeks, possibly, no. Know. They're playing Partick Thistle tomorrow night. Oh, tomorrow night, so... No, no, I, would, no. I would really doubt it, to be no. honest. Um, I just think it's, it's not only a matter of getting these experienced players in, because I don't know how much business they've got left to do in the next, what, three days, four days, but it's also to get the players that are there fired up, their morale boosted a bit, um, and just to fight for every single ball on the park, because mm. the fans... Looking at well, seeing their comments on the forums, on Twitter, and so on, even after the uh, the final whistle, especially at St Mon Park, they're not happy with the results. It might not go down. They're not attacking Gary Teal for it because he's just came into the job, but it's still that underlying linger from Tommy Craig's mm -hmm. time at the club, and hopefully, getting shot at all those players that Craig signed will free up a wee couple of quid here and there for more players to come in, whether it's on loan or permanent signings. Obviously, there's not le long left in the transfer window, and um, other transfer news, as it were, is that Inverness Cali Thistle striker Billy McKay is set to join Wigan Athletic, and Hamilton Academicals defender Stephen Hendry is signing a pre-contract agreement with West Ham United to move in the summer. Lewis, are these good transfers? And what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think the Billy McKay one's a good move on both parts. Uh, I think he's always kind of been the big fish in the small pond at Cali Thistle. I think it's a massive blow for Cali Thistle. I don't know when he departs. Sorry, is he depart? Is he a summer move as well? Or no, he he'll, he'll be that way right. just now. I mean, I just don't see where the goals are going to come from for them for the end of, till the end of the season. Um, hope. Hopefully for them, Yogi has... This has been the pipeline. Yogi's got somebody else lined up. Which is but what Inverness Cali Thistle said in their yeah, statement. They, did. they yeah. had someone lined up. Good. And um, and I think Wigan's a good move for him. There's, they're not shy on uh, raiding players from, Sc from Scottish football. And most of them have gone on to do quite well. And they be interested to see how Billy Mackay goes. Uh, they said a few weeks ago in Scotland, I think Stephen Hendry's a cracking player. Mm -hmm. Um I'm glad he's staying until the summer, because I don't. He would. He wouldn't get a game for West. He wouldn't walk into the West Ham team, mm -hmm. right now. Especially their fullbacks have looked quite good this season. Uh, young boy Cresswell in particular. Um, whether is he ready to go in the summer? Those who watch Hamilton will know better than me. Um, be interested to see how he gets on, trying to break into the team next season. But yeah, I, th I think he'll do well down there. Andy, do you agree? Um, Billy McKay. His transfer to Wigan, obviously, that's more of a sort of potentially straight slot for like, signing for Sean Maloney, who's gone off to the MLS with Chicago Fire, which is a wee bit bewildering, <laughs> to right. say the least. Um, but and obviously, looking at the stats there, he's scored 10 goals in all competitions at the minute for, for this season mm -hmm. um, for Inverness. Last season, I think he was more prolific than that. Um, but as long as Inverness Cali gets summed in, potentially is the same sort of type of player and is is banging the goals in for him. I think we won't be missing him that much, but he is a sort of talisman for them. Um, I think he scored overall, he's what, 30 goals or 28 goals 
none of them have been penalties. I saw a start on Twitter um, a couple of days ago. Um, and he's obviously he's had a barren run at times, but he always seems to find a net. Um, as for Stephen Hendry, I've not seen much of him. Um, obviously, he's retired for the crucible and all that. Old <laughs> joke. I know, he's, I been, know. he's been, been waiting, waiting for that one. Uh, ages <laughs> to hit out with that joke. Um, no, he's um, he's a young up and coming. judge him. I know, young up and coming left back. I think left back. Yep. But Aki's have brought through a lot of youngsters and a lot. He's de- developed a lot of them, and it now seems as if they're trying to cash in on them. Now that they're safe, I, I can see them dropping down, um, down to the relegation spot. So yeah. I think they're cashing in now. They're potentially Tony Andrews going to go where it's now or where it's in the summer, where it's going to be Norwich City or elsewhere. Then you've got um, was Ali Crawford as well. Yeah. It's another one who could be snapped up. So these kids, um, they're playing brilliantly for Aki's. They will get snapped up sooner or later, but it just seems as if um, Ronnie McDonald, who's the or Ronald McDonald, whatever you want to call him, the Sunday name. There's another one. He's he's been waiting ages to no, tell that joke. Exactly. I, um, but it just seems to me he's saying, well, that's us safe. We'll cash in on these youngsters yeah. when they're playing at their best, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll bring through more youngsters. So hopefully both players do well down south if or when they move. Um, I think Stephen Hendry's got more of a, a tougher task Aye, than. Agree. Um, Billy McKay does indeed um, we also have had the news today that Dundee United have rejected two bids both from Burnley and Celtic for Stuart Armstrong um, are Dundee United right uh, in, their, in their rejection of it especially if the reports are true that it's for £1.5 million yeah I think so I think the timing is more important than the money in the short term anyway especially with the big well, their big cup semi-final this weekend. Uh, I'm delighted the Burnley moves off after Sean Dyche's comments about him being a development, development player. player. Um, mm. I mean, if it was a really big club that was coming in and saying that, then you'd think, fair enough. But I like if, I mean, well, not this season, but Ross Wallace was getting a regular game for them. Scott Arfield, decent players. But Stuart Armstrong must look at that and think, no thanks, not for me right now. I think he'd be much better developing at Dundee United. Stuart Armstrong would walk into that Burnley side, yep. so I don't know what the Burnley manager's saying. He would yeah. walk into that team and right. he would dominate that, no problem at all. Right. So, Absolutely. Um, for Celtic, I think they were probably testing the water where I sort of lower bid at one point. Do you think that Celtic will come back later in? Yeah, I think after, after knowing Saturday's result, I think they will come in and... Whether it's Sunday night or whether it's Monday morning, I think Monday night is uh, the transfer window closes. So I think it might be in the last, basically the last uh, transfer window uh, day. Sorry, that they'll snap them up, and it will be about three million. <coughs> maybe about three million. You would have to up that because I don't think Dundee United will let them go for anything less than that, no. especially halfway through the season where right. potentially a cup final to play with yep. mm-hmm. against Celtic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Is that your? Uh, we'll get on to your predictions later on, but uh, already Andy's predicting Dundee United versus Celtic. Uh, okay, so it's my favourite part of the show. It's quiz time. Do we have the music again? Or? Do you have the music, Andy? Um, I'll check. <laughs> we could be a while here for this, actually. But yes, tonight instead of five questions, we have six. And six, and one of them has a a five. Point part of it. 
Anyway, wow. so after the quiz, we'll have a break yeah. uh, where the quiz quizies, which is both uh, Lewis and Andy, can touch up in their answers. Right. All right, yeah. so question number one. Who said this? If a French man goes on about seagulls, trawlers and sardines, he's called a philosopher. I just get called a short Scottish bum talking crap. Who said that? That was an easy one. I saw that a couple of weeks ago, actually. Oh, did you? Aye. And I know obviously I do the quiz pre every week, but I didn't do that. So I just <laughs> had to put that down. So. Okay. So, obviously Andy being very, very cocky over there. Yeah. Uh, name the five Scottish clubs that start and end with the same letter. Oh, I've done this before. And I can't... All right. I, I can't remember. Five. But... Okay? Yeah, okay. So you get five clubs. Okay, I'll come back to that one. Okay. Who plays their football at Borough Briggs? Who plays their football at Borough Briggs? No cheating, obviously. No cheating. Lewis? Says the man looking at the laptop screen. I know. <laughs> Remember, you can actually get involved in this quiz if you want. It may be a bit too late, but uh, I'll read out the questions before we go and break again. Number four, a wasp is featured on whose badge? Okay. Name the two goalkeepers who have been capped for England whilst playing for Scottish football clubs. Okay, and uh, what Scottish football team are named after an English rugby side? What Scottish football club are named after an English rugby side? I think we'll go to break with that one. <laughs> Do you want me to read any questions again? No, no, no. Okay. Remember, you can get involved with us at 07538984984 and also on Twitter at TFW Football Show. Tweet us your answers, test us your answers. We will go to a break. We'll see you after. Back to the final whistle football show. Uh, you're here with Phil Green and Lewis Barnes and Andy Muirhead. Before the break, we partook in a quiz. Is that right, boys? How are we feeling tonight? The last one's doing my head in, but I have it really done your head in. It's easier doing the quiz questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier doing the quiz questions. Okay, so we'll run through the quiz questions and answers. Now, if you took part at home, best of luck uh, and let us know how you got on at TFW Football Show on Twitter and on 07538984984. Now, the first question was who said this? If a French man goes on about seagulls, trawlers and sardines, he's called a philosopher. I just get called a short Scottish bum talking crap. Who said that? Gordon Strang. I've gone for the same. You've gone for Gordon Strang? Because you copied me, I looked over the desk. No, I actually didn't. It's just I I hadn't heard the story, but it sounds like something he'd say. (laughs) So we've got one point each. Fantastic. The second question was, name the five Scottish teams that start and end with the same letter. How many have you got, Andy? Uh, three. Three? I think I've got five. I've definitely got four. You've definitely got four. Aye. Right, I'm going to go with uh, Andy first, right? Celtic, Kilmarnock, East Fife. 
East Fife, Celtic and Kilmarnock. Dundee United. And? It's East Stirlingshire. East Stirlingshire is a bang on, so we've got five there from Lewis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was checking his phone. <laughs> okay, so, Andy, you've got, you're two behind Lewis. Now, Lewis hasn't had a very good track record previously in this quiz, but uh, okay, you're all right. Okay, so, who plays their football at Borough Briggs? Lewis? I'm pretty sure I've been here and I can't remember the name of the team. <laughs> After I've taken a guess, Albion Rovers. It's wrong. No, I've put Breton, but I've probably it's wrong as well. It's wrong as well. It's Elgin City. That was my next guess. So, yeah. Okay. And a wasp is featured on whose badge? Andy? Aloha. Aloha? I've got Aloha as well. Yep, that's correct. So you're still two behind, Andy. Okay. Uh, name two goalkeepers who have been capped for England whilst playing their football for Scottish sides. Lewis? Fraser Foster and Chris Woods. That's correct. Same. Same? Yeah. That's good. So you're still two behind. Um, I'll be two behind because I don't, don't have the next one. I've guessed. My last one's wrong as well. Okay, so which... The last question was, which Scottish football team are named after an English rugby side? I'm hoping there's an English rugby team called Academical, so I've gone for Hamilton Academicals. <laughs> it's wrong. The only thing I had was Corinthians, but I think Corinthians was actually an English football team. It's actually Rangers. Rangers were founded after the four founding members saw the name Rangers Rugby Club in a book. So, well, there you go. You've learned something. This, school day. <laughs> this is it. Andy, Andy looks non non plussed, <laughs> but it's true. If you look it up, you can actually find that I am not. No, I'm not bothered. <laughs> 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 We've got twenty minutes left. Excellent. Okay, so. The one thing that we need to discuss is the up-and-coming League Cup semi-finals this week at Hampden. Andy, I know that you're going to one of them, yep. uh, so we'll talk about the other one. <laughs> uh, Dundee United versus Aberdeen on Saturday. Um, Lewis, what do you think will happen? Oh, I think it's nice that somebody's actually talking about this game. It seems, <laughs> it seems to have been totally forgotten about. Um, for me, it's the better game. As a neutral, it's the one... Statistically as well, they're both I, playing... Sorry. Well, either both as good football as each other. Both got pretty much identical records as Calm the Year. They've won three, drawn two. Dundee United, top scoring team in the SPL. Um, Aberdeen, they've been praised more than enough and deservedly so. Um, I think it all. I think it depends what Dundee United turn up to an extent. Because we know what we're going to get with Aberdeen now. Apart from the Dundee game, they're solid at the back. And then they're relying on the likes of Pollock, McGinn, Rooney. To grab him a goal or two up front. Dundee United, I think, on their day, have actually better players than Aberdeen, particularly going forward. But they're definitely not as good at the back. Um, and I think if they can keep it solid at the back and their young attacking talent has a good day, um, they can see off Aberdeen and make the final. I think I'm going to go both in two <laughs> betting speak, both teams to score, but Dundee United to yeah, win we'll that. touching that later on, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Andy. What do you think the strong points of both sides are? Obviously Aberdeen, they're, they're more consistent throughout, they're yeah. a full team um, from front to back. The goalkeeper, uh, Scott, Scott Brown, Scott I think Brown. Um, he's actually been playing pretty well of late, oh sorry, for the full season. Uh, makes a change for Jamie Langfield being Aye, in there. Clangers. Um, <laughs> but I think there's, um, Chris Benison did a uh, preview for the League Cup final. Uh, sorry, League Cup semi-final between f for the Dundee United side, mm -hmm. and he said 
well, he pointed out that Jamie Langfield not playing is the downside for Dundee United. Even though he is, he is a great shot stopper, he does have calamities time yeah. and again. With Scott Brown there, Scott Brown is more consistent. He's got he's brilliant, really, in my opinion, he's brilliant in goal, one of the better keepers in um, the Premiership. But then going on there, they've got a solid defence um, who are great in there, in the opposition's penalty box also. Their midfield is pretty strong. Uh, Paulett, I think McGinn plays out in the right at times. Um, Ryan Jack when he's on a game, all that as well. Because I think Peter Paulett's the one that's been put on the sort of pedestal by the fans, but Jack is the one that's actually been performing better this yeah. season. Um, and then up front you've got Adam Rooney to come in what halfway through last season. Um, and then just slot in there straight away, bang the goals in, um, bang bang the goals in this season also. And I think if they're on if they're on form and Dundee United's backline aren't, then I think Aberdeen could romp to the final. However, with Dundee United, if they're playing at their best, then as Lewis said, they're stronger going in attack. We bit weaker at the back, but you've got Fujit there or Fidget or whatever they call him. Um, and if he's playing well, then he could potentially stop Rooney in his tracks. Possibly good Willie as well. But um, if both teams play to their strengths, play to their, the best form as they can, which hopefully they can, they can do on the day, um, I think it could actually go to extra time and potentially penalties. So it could go to the keepers. Aberdeen won 2-0 two, two when they played recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at Tannadice. So. But then yeah. Dundee United beat them up in Pitaudry, so yeah. it's like yeah. honours even at the moment. So. You can't split them, I don't think. No. Really. It's very difficult. Incidentally, both clubs were meant to be playing this weekend in the SPFL. Oh, right. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Well, now you, you do. Fountain of knowledge today. Yeah. <laughs> they actually been questioned seven, but they stopped at six. Okay. Um, what do you think Dundee United's and Aberdeen's weakness will be this weekend? I think we'll touch on it to an extent. I think the Dundee United were not the best in defence. Like I said, the top scorers in the league. Um, but the reason why they're not pushing Celtic a little bit closer is because they do leak goals mm-hmm. at the back. Um, Aberdeen, I know they've had two draws, so you can't criticise them too much, but it is the hint that they have slightly gone off the boil. They were, um, they were terrible against Dundee, really, and credit their fighting spirit um, to keep their run going to get back score t- twice uh, score twice late on to get a draw and uh, I watched the game uh, and I know McDermott Park we've said it's a difficult place to go to but they were pretty poor against Johnston as well so there is a hint they do need to up their game this weekend um, there's a hint that their form is tailing off slightly but they're still not getting beat so um, uh, it should be a great game OK uh, both clubs have agreed not to play the game uh, for television kicking off at 3 o'clock um, is that a sign that both clubs are looking out for the well-being of their fans considering that Aberdeen fans are travelling 3 hours Dundee United fans are travelling 2 hours is that is that credible for both clubs to forgo the television money and just focus quite honestly on their own I fans I a two part answer because obviously first off they want more fans down as possible if it's mm-hmm. on the telly they're not going to get a full house I don't think they're going to get a full house because the SPFL came back to me this week with the numbers. I think it was 8,000 um, Dundee United fans have snapped up tickets and 19,000 Aberdeen fans. So it's, it's going to be potentially more of a home game for Aberdeen, which would play into the hands of Dundee United. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, the second part, really, it's... It's really hard. 
it's hard to explain. Obviously, they would get the money for the cup games, but there's that added distraction where travelling all the way down from Aberdeen, Dundee, like I've done the trips, it's an absolute nightmare. You've got the winter weather as well mm -hmm. outside, it's going to make it even 10 times tougher. The trains are a wee bit higgledy piggledy at the minute because of the weather. So, pulling on a Saturday at 3 pm is perfect for both teams. There's still the the sort of uh, challenge of saying why was it played at Hamden, why couldn't it be played in Edinburgh or somewhere more centrally, that sort of like that at uh, the east side. But when you consider it, there's going to be fans locked out if it was at Easter Road, if it, well, mm. sorry, if it was Tynecastle, which would have been the sort of obvious choice. Um, it's ben it benefits both clubs, benefits both teams. They'll lose a wee bit of money in terms of the revenue um, for the TV, but if they get more fans in um, through the gates on the day, where it's families or that, it could play better in the long run. OK, we need to discuss <coughs> the other game. What's that? Uh, <laughs> Celtic versus Rangers on Sunday. Lewis, is this as cut and dried as people are predicting? Are Celtic going to romp it, or will it be... Will Rangers stage an upset? I, I think Celtic will win. Um, I know probably form goes out the window um, when you go into derbies, particularly old firm games, but there is, there's not been an old, in my life, certainly, there's not been an old firm game where there's been such a gulf between mm -hmm. the teams. Um, I don't think they'll romp it. I think they'll win comfortably. I would say maybe a two-goal, maybe three-goal, a push cushion. I don't think Celtic's, and they'll better than me, but they don't score as many goals as I would have thought they would. Mm -hmm. So in the league this season, um, well, the same time scorers to. in the league at the minute behind yeah. Dundee United. Yeah, they've probably scored about three or four more goals. Aye. but mm -hmm. with, the, with the sort of the resources Celtic have, you'd expect them to score a lot more goals than anybody else in mm -hmm. Scotland. Um, but I think they've got more than enough to see off Rangers. It's kind of a no-win situation for Celtic though, because if they do win two, three nil. It's, I know the fans will have the gloating rights, but it's kind of a shrug on the shoulders, and that was expected. Um, if they win by less than that, or if get beat, it's an absolute disaster. Only really if they put on a record old firm score are they going to get the praise that they maybe deserve. Andy, um, there's been a lot spoken about this game, uh, particularly with regards to placing it, um, songs being sung and stuff like that. Do you think perhaps the media have played a massive part and building the tension that both sides of fans are feeling and with regards to this game? Well, given the fact they've not had a, well, a Glasgow derby, old firm derby for the past three years, um, then their sort of sales have went down because they've never had that four game or maybe five, six, depending on the clubs. They've not had those sales um, to bolster like, their circulation and all that. So I think... The fact that it is the first game in three years, I think they are sort of twisting the knife in a wee bit on both sides. Um, I think I've seen more articles come out saying that um, Celtic um, should wa let's say watch their back, they shouldn't be cocky, they shouldn't be um, thinking that this game's done and dusted. Um, they're saying that if, obviously there's some journalists saying that if Ronnie Dyla loses a game then he should be sacked. Um, you can guess whoever that is. Um, but it seems as if, obviously, folk could say it's paranoid, but there's been a lot of articles coming out more positive towards Rangers than there has been Celtic. I think it's potentially bigging up the underdog or that, but 
Um, I've not seen many people coming out and saying that Rangers are going to get hammered, they're going to get um, ripped apart by a Celtic. Obviously Celtic haven't been firing on all cylinders at all this season, um, except for the Dundee United game where they won 6-1 or that. Um, but if Celtic play to their strengths across the full back and across the full team and don't put an Effie Ambrose on, um, I think they will actually romp um, through this game, depending on the style of play that Rangers play. If they sit back, if they stick ten men behind, well, eleven men behind the ball, um, and just try and shut up shop, it will come down to Celtic's creativity or trying to break through. Which is Lewis effectively what Ross County did last week. Mm. So, twice, yeah. actually. Ross County have got a talent though for bringing teams down if you can't say it's a talent but bringing teams down to their level mm-hmm. they are very good at that and they've been good at that for years it's very difficult to go especially away to Ross County and play well so I wouldn't read too much into that mm-hmm. a factor might be the lack of football Rangers have played the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks game against Cowden Beath postponed what did they get against Hearts 20 minutes 20 minutes they've not had an absolute and then obviously before that I remind everyone again, they got to do an Easter Road and change manager. And, <laughs> uh, so they've not had the ideal preparation for this game. So that, that probably comes into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um... Okay, so <laughs> Andy agrees. Yeah. Right, so just very quickly, your predictions for Dundee United versus Aberdeen. Andy? Um, extra time and potentially a last-minute winner for United. Okay, Lewis? I'm sorry. 2-1 Dundee United. 2-1 Dundee United. Do you want to write that down? 2-1 Dundee United in ninety minutes? Aye, I'll go for that. Yep. Okay, and for the other side of our Sunday's game, Celtic versus Rangers, we'll start with Lewis. I'm going to go Celtic 2, Rangers 0. 2-0. Andy? I was going to go 4-0, but I think I'll go 3-0. Oh. <laughs> Same scoreline as the last one. Yeah. Indeed it was. So, yeah. And that was with a better Rangers side. All right, so. true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Lewis, the last, uh, I've got your your predictions here. Uh, St. Johnston versus Aberdeen. You said draw, which it was, so well done. Ross County versus Celtic. You said Celtic, which it was. Dundee United versus Motherwell. You said Dundee United, which it was. Hamilton versus Inverness Kelly. You said a draw. Inverness won. Uh, Kilmarnock versus Partick Thistle. You said Thistle. Yep. Is that a draw? I'm not actually sure. Was a draw. Right, aye, it was a draw. I can't actually remember. Two old yeah. Yeah, draw. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you said St Mirren versus Dundee United. Uh, Dundee. It would be St Mirren. Uh, it was a Dundee win. Kevin Beath versus Rangers. is null and void because it was postponed. Um, Queen of the South versus Hibs. You said draw. And it was a magnificent away win. <laughs> a magnificent away win. And finally, you said Hearts versus Falkirk. You said it was Hearts also a magnificent win. away win. <laughs> so a magnificent away win. So uh, that was how you got on. Started off well, but then uh, tailed off badly. Indeed, that's how you got on last week. Andy, write down your uh, predictions for this n- tonight as well. Uh, right, so we'll very quickly look at this weekend's fixtures. Okay, so remain, remember that you said Dundee United in the night in extra time and Celtic 3 0. Right. Okay? Yep. So, Friday night, Partick Thistle versus St Mirren. Lewis? I'm going to 
continue my St Mirren resurgence, um, particularly as it's away from home, and I'm going to go for a narrow, we'll go for a 1-0 St Mirren win. It's a bit of a, can I base an, an odd booster on the coupon. <laughs> In the last 15 visits that St Mirren have made to uh, Fur Hill, they've only been beaten once. Oh really? It's a fact. Stats that me up. Twice by tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going for a Partick win, is yeah. that right, Andy? 2 1. 2 1 to Partick Thistle. Wait, can Arquan get sent off? For <laughs> yeah. He's sadly suspended, but you can, he'll, he'll come <laughs> on for you. Okay, okay. On Saturday, we've got Dundee are visited by Hamilton. So, Hamilton versus Dundee up in Dundee. How many different ways can you see that? <laughs> I think Aki's are actually struggling at the minute, yeah. getting a change of manager, so I think Dundee will win possibly 1-0. Rate it down. I'm going to go, come, I, I agree. I think Hamilton, the, the kind of the long-predicted free-fall started. Um, don't like to see it, but Dundee will win 2-0. The big Inverness versus Ross County Highland Derby this week at Inverness. Andy? Inverness all the way. 3-0. That is a confident prediction. I'm going to agree with him. 3-0. <laughs> Another confident prediction. keeps on copying me. Since I the uh, Motherwell versus St Johnston. I'm going to go a bore nil nil draw. I think Chris Miller's fired up for signing that new two-year contract or whatever yeah. for many years. So I think he'll cap that off with a goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think it'll be 2-1. Potentially to St Johnston. Good stuff. Uh, a big game for your club this weekend. Yes. Uh, you're a, you're at home to Wraith Rovers. Yep. Do you think Hibs will come away with that win? Yeah, I do. I, I think do. I think we're playing well at the minute. I'm uh, becoming more and more impressed with Alan Stubbs, and I think we'll beat Wraith Rovers. I'll go two 0 Two 0 Andy. One 0 draw. One 0 draw. Just to get it up, Lewis. <laughs> 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 he may be getting out of you later on because uh, uh, why would you do that? Be- because if, <laughs> if Hibs win then All right. you know you've been naughty um, Aloha versus Hearts this is a big game for Hearts because they get beat last week yeah and um, I know they're, they're still winning the league but two defeats in a row and the questions will be asked it will give the other teams confidence um, it's not the easiest place to go with the plastic pitch so I'm going to go a draw uh, Robbie Nielsen's already came out saying that he's going to change the team somewhat don't know how many changes he's going to make but I think Hearts will go through maybe two more remember you can actually follow up on the conversation on our Twitter at TFW Football Show um, Andy what would you be wanting to continue discussions on after the show tonight um, obviously Steve Simonson's just he's um, seemingly given his side of things in regards to his betting scandal or alleged betting scandal um, so his hearing's going to set for February the 12th so that's going to be talked about tonight obviously the cup semi-finals are going to be talked about uh, first and foremost I think everyone should focus on Dundee United and Aberdeen it's going to be the better game um, free-flowing football unlike the old firm game mm-hmm. on Sunday um, and obviously that will be the old firm game will be talked about for the rest of the yeah, <laughs> so, uh, until they meet each other in a Scottish Cup. <laughs> Lewis, what about you? Uh, final words tonight. What would you want to discuss further tonight after the show? Ah, well, it's nice to have a show where we've not really discussed Rangers much <laughs> or at all. But I think it has to be the League Cup semi-finals. Um, 
both of them obviously coming up this weekend. Um, biggest games in the country this weekend, I think. Should Let's be use back. a hashtag. Let's use <laughs> TFW Football Show Semi Finals. That's too long. TFW <laughs> Semi Finals. Still too long. <laughs> Semi finals TFW. The TFWSF. Yeah, that, that's TFWSF. Yeah. If you want to join us and with, give us some predictions. With some predictions and use that hashtag and we will love to hear your thoughts. Okay, so you've been listening to the TFW football show. My name is Phil Green. I've been lucky to be joined by Andy Muirhead and Lewis Barnes. Gentlemen, an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. And we will see you on Twitter later on at hashtag TFWSF. See you later.